Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 44th episode of my podcast. Before I get started, I want to tell you that I'm making two important changes to the work that I'm doing. The first is that I have changed the name of the podcast to Master English with Tim. This new name tells you clearly what I want the podcast to do. My work has a goal, which is to help you speak and understand English so that you don't just use it, but use it easily. I really want to help you break that B2 to C1 barrier and then even move beyond it, and the name Master English with Tim really reflects that. The other change I'm making is that I've started to post my podcast on podcast directories or platforms. You can already find me on Spotify, Deezer, Podcast Addict, and Amazon Music, and you will soon be able to find me on Apple Podcasts. All you've got to uh, do is um, on any of those platforms is type in Master English with Tim. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get started on the content of this week's episode. I'm going to tell you this week about 10 really impactful words words you can use when making business presentations where you need to talk about data. These words do things like explain what your graphs and tables do, highlight the most important information, and talk about increases, decreases, and instability. These same words will also help you get a higher score on IELTS Task 1 academic writing if that's something you want to do. A lot of these words that I'm going to tell you have primary or main meanings that are not connected with data. So when that is the case, I will explain first the primary meaning and connect it to the meaning for talking about data. This will help you to remember the words. Another thing that will help you to remember the words is the color PDF I've included on my site. That PDF includes all the words and examples I'm telling you today, and it also includes color diagrams. So, let's get to the first category. This is highlighting important information. So, the irregular phrasal verb stand out from has the forms stand out from, stood out from, and have or has stood out from. Uh, This verb is best used to bring readers or uh, viewers' attention to the most important information in your presentation. Stand out from is best used near the beginning of your presentation. Remember, put the most important stuff at the beginning and then tell the details later. Um, Two examples. One, what stands out from the data is that all types of air pollution became more common from 1960 to 2020. Second example, and last, what stands out from the bar chart is that profits never fell below 50%. So you can see that a good way to use this is what stands out from bar chart or table or graph or whatever it might be. Um, That's a great way to start a presentation. Next category, what charts, tables, and graphs do. So we use the regular verb cover to say that a bar chart or pie chart or line graph talked about a certain period of time. So three examples. One, the line graph covers the half decade from 2010 through 2015. Two, the tables cover a window of time from 2014 to 2017. Third and last, the bar chart covers the period from 2015 to 2018. Very simple. Um, There are several other options for verbs like this, um, but this one actually, this verb cover, even though it's the most common one, um, 
it still is the one that is useful in the most situations. There are five or six others that do something similar, but they have limitations on them. So I just chose cover because it's the most simple one. You don't have to worry about what it's compatible with. Next category, um, which is reaching. So when you reach, for example, um, a certain value, a certain number, let's say 100%, that means that that number goes from 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 to 90, and then it touches 100 it gets there, it arrives at 100. So, um, we can use the unusual and interesting nouns zenith. If you're a Russian speaker, you probably recognize that as similar to the Russian word zenith. You can use the interesting nouns zenith and apogee instead of the more standard word maximum. We generally use both zenith and apogee with the verb reach and the preposition of. Four examples. One, profits reached a zenith of nearly 180% in the last quarter of last year. Two, Smith Manufacturing's annual revenue fell considerably from its 2012 zenith of 1.2 billion uh, British pounds to just above 0.8 billion British pounds. Three, the percentage of foreign students in Jones University rose to an apogee of 25% before falling slightly in later years. And for the last one, the salmon population in Blue Waters Lake reached an apogee of over 1,000 fish in the summer. Next category is for talking about how often something happens. And we use the expression per annum, that's A-N-N-U-M, when we're talking about an average annual value. So, three examples. One, the table shows per annum growth rates for five economies, Canada, the U.S., Great Britain, Australia, and New Zealand. So the meaning of that per annum means that the table shows the average annual growth rate for these countries. Two, the big bakery sold an average of over 7,000 sandwiches per annum between 2009 and 2013. And the last example. Truck drivers at Mega Shipping North America drove an average of nearly 300,000 kilometers per annum in 2012. Moving on to the next category, which is composition. Or, for example, if you've got, um, I don't know, um, let's say a billion dollars in sales um, in different categories, um, uh, when you talk about composition, you'd say that, you know, 30, um, 30 million of it is here and 70 million of it is here and so on. The parts that make up the whole, that's account for. So the verb account for is regular. Its forms are account for, accounts for, accounted for, and have or has accounted for. We can use account for to say that something is a certain percent or fraction of something. Three examples. One, the Amazon River accounts for around 20% of the world's fresh water. Two, employees' salaries account for a quarter of the company's spending. Third example and last. Oxygen accounts for just one-fifth of the Earth's atmosphere. Next category, which is key verbs that you use with nouns. So the regular verb witness means to be present at and see a dramatic or important event. This is a meaning from everyday life. It's not necessarily connected with data yet. So two examples from everyday life. My grandfather witnessed and took part in several important battles in the Second World War. Two, 
the police are looking for people who witnessed the murder which happened just east of downtown last night. Now let's move on to witness and statistics. So when something witnesses a change, it increases or decreases. We use witness particularly when talking about medium or large changes. Two examples. Customer complaints witnessed a large decrease not long after the company's spending on customer service training increased. Second and last example. The number of patent applications by company X witnessed a major increase in 2010. So you witness a large or medium increase or witness a large or medium decrease. Moving on to um, a couple words that are useful for talking specifically about large decreases, um, we have dive and nose dive. So dive is an irregular verb, and actually it has two past simple forms. The, pa the second form that you use in the past simple can be either dived or dove. Both of them are absolutely possible um, and correct. The third form is dived, have dived. The main meaning of dive is to jump down, usually head first, and usually into water. Two examples. One, the woman climbed the 30-meter tall cliff next to the deep blue ocean, and then she dove from the cliff into the water. After she dove, she went deep into the water and did not come to the top of the water for several seconds. Two, when we were kids, we took swimming lessons during the summer. The hardest part of the lessons was diving, from the four-meter-high diving board into the deep part of the pool. And last example. Um, last month, I went to an air show and saw the planes dive and do other tricks. Now, you can use dive also when talking about statistics. Um, in this meaning, dive means to fall very dramatically. Two examples. One, sales of Samsung devices dived or dove after the news reported that some of their smartphones catch fire. Second example, the proportion of citizens expressing trust in government dived, or dove, in 2016-2017. Um, to express an even more dramatic increase than dive, we can use the verb nosedive. Nosedive is a regular verb, so the second form is going to be just nosedived. Nosedove sounds weird. Um, th uh, two examples here. One, sales of tickets to baseball games nosedived because of heavy rain. We're talking here not about a 20% decrease, we're talking something like 50, 60 or more. And um, third, uh, second example, in 1929, the stock market nosedived. Very famous example. Um, moving on to something more positive, we have recovery when something goes down and it comes back up. So we have the, here the regular verb rebound, which means the same as bounce back or come back up rather rapidly. So two examples. When he threw the basketball down onto the ground, the ball quickly rebounded back into his hands. Second example. The tennis ball rebounded off the wall. Okay, now for statistics. In this context, rebound means just to recover or come back up. Very similar meaning. Three examples. One, the stock price rebounded to its previous level after losing 20% of its value over the weekend. Two, sales of eggs took several weeks to rebound after bacteria was found in several egg factories. Third and last example. 
temperatures rebounded after several days of cold weather. If they rebounded, means the temperatures came back up. Next category is instability. Not stability, but the opposite of stability. Instability. And here we have the regular verb ricochet. Sounds like it's from French. I'm pretty sure it is. And we use ricochet, past tense ricocheted, and have or has ricocheted, to talk about the rapid, unpredictable flight of bullets after they hit hard objects. For example, walls or pieces of metal. Two examples. One, she shot the gun at the wall. When the bullet hit the wall, the bullet didn't go through the wall. Instead, it ricocheted. It hit the wall and then flew in a different direction. Second example, when the bullets began to ricochet around them, the soldiers understood they were under attack. Some of the soldiers shot back and some began to run to safe places. And ricochet and statistics. When a value ricochets or a number ricochets, it moves up and down in a wild, unpredictable way, but a bit similar to the unpredictable flight of a bullet after it hits a very hard object. Two examples. One, the prices of cryptocurrencies often ricochet. They move rapidly up and down in an unpredictable way. Second example, and last, share prices ricocheted between $10 and $30 as bad news drove the price down and investors drove it back up. One uh, point to note is that ricochet is not used as a noun when we're talking about uh, statistics. A couple other verbs from this category, just I'm just going to list them, um, are fluctuate and seesaw. Seesaw is that um, thing that you can see um, in the play area in a park where children play, and it's a long board um, that moves up and down. You have one child sitting on one end of the board, another child sitting on the other end of the board, seesaw. So if you seesaw, it means you move up and down. A little bit less dramatically than uh, ricochet. Um, next word, this is a great one. I really like this one. It's the last one. Um, it's for talking about position or competition. So the word is eclipse. So normally, the sun and the moon can be seen in different parts of the sky. The sun and the moon are not together in the same place. However, every few years, the sun and the moon can be seen in the same place in the sky. For example, the moon seems to be in front of the sun, or the moon becomes an unusual red color. When either of these situations happen, we have what's called an eclipse. There are, there are two types of eclipses, solar eclipses and lunar eclipses. Two example sentences. One, during solar eclipses, the moon goes in front of the sun and blocks the sun. The sky becomes very dark for several minutes, even though it's daytime. During solar eclipses, it's not safe to look at the sun. If you look at the sun during a solar eclipse, you can damage your eyes. Second example. During lunar eclipses, the moon turns an unusual red color. It is safe to look at the moon during a lunar eclipse. So, eclipse and statistics. We can use eclipse when talking about numbers. In this case, eclipse has a very different meaning to become larger or more popular than something else. So, two examples. One, the economy of China eclipsed in size that of the U.S. in 2015, although the average wealth of each U.S. citizen remains far higher. So if we say that the uh, Chinese economy eclipsed the U.S. economy, that means China's economy became larger than the U.S. one. And second example, after four years of growth, Brand A finally eclipsed Brand X in popularity.
So if brand A eclipsed brand X, it means that it became more popular. So that's all um, 10 or so words um, from 10 different categories. Um, I hope you found them useful. Um, I've got a lot more of them. Actually, um, I have another 61 or so. No, what am I saying? 10. Uh, there's a total of about 63 categories. So there's another 50 or more categories. And in each one of those categories, there are several of them. So um, I've got hundreds of these, actually, hundreds of words um, that will help help you to, um, you know, talk about data in a business presentation or IELTS task one academic writing or wherever you need to do it. And if you're interested in that, you can have class with me. So um, thanks for listening, everybody, and I will see you all next Monday.